Awesome, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of It Is What It Is podcast. I am your host, Cody Kelly. Look, connect with me everywhere. You connect with me at the link below. Hit me up on IG at CVMK33, YouTube at CV Space K. I'm super excited. You know, LeBron James just won his fourth ring. I had to come to you with a special presentation of the GOAT talk. And before we get into this presentation, of my guests, who I'm so happy to have here, still waiting for a couple others to join. I have made a special presentation that solidifies the GOAT argument. I'm going to share it, and then we're going to discuss it. So here we go. It is going to be amazing. You didn't think you were going to get a presentation today, but it's all part of it. Make sure this is sharing. From the beginning. All right, guys, this is why LeBron James is the GOAT. He's more than the king. He is the greatest of all time. He's the best basketball player ever. Hands down, it is without a shadow of a doubt that we are witnessing history in the making even greater than, thus I say, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. This is why 1.3 thousand games played, two Olympic gold medals, one Olympic bronze medal, four-time NBA champion, four MVPs, Four finals MVPs, four D9,000, you heard it correctly, 49,000 minutes played. I don't know why I says played it, but it should be played. 9.4 rebounds per game, 9.3 assists per game, two steals per game, one block per game. He is shooting 50%. His career average is 50% from the field, 34% from the three-point line. Amazing. Even better. I prepared a little special video for you guys. That just highlights how great this dude is. That's my favorite LeBron dunk of all time right there. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that athleticism. Look at the clutchness. Look at it. Look how easy it is on John Wall. Look at the tenacity. Oh. Look at the vertical. Look at the defense. You can't score on them. Look at the crossover to handle the assists. Can Michael do that? No. All right, that's enough of that. Look, I'm so excited. I had to show you this video, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, so I have with me amazing guests, one a hater, one not a hater, uh, but I'm allowed them to introduce themselves, starting with my man, Rising Stephen A. Smith. Tony Gill, introduce yourself. So everybody, it's Tony Gill. Um... You know, here representing MC Sports Chicago. Uh, thanks a lot for having me on, Cody, or having me back. Uh, I was on uh, before uh, discussing just, uh, you know, I think we, we were discussing like, uh, you know, black influences and in sports and stuff like that with uh, with the panel. So uh, I'm glad I, I got the invite back. So thanks. Oh, anytime, anytime. And my other esteemed guest, uh, he is the pastor of Bread of Life, yet he is uh, truly, uh, when it comes to sports, just does not see the true understanding of analytics and value and has certain beliefs, but all are welcome here. So we invited Naaman Williams. Naaman, if you can introduce yourself. 
I'm a great basketball player who happens to be a pastor, and uh, I'm here to make sure I set the record straight. That's it. That's all. <laughs> I'm excited. Look, look. So LeBron has won his fourth ring, right? Four in 17 years, which is amazing. Um, I don't even know how you put it in words. You know, people think that he was going to decline. He was going to drop off. But obviously, he hasn't done that, right? So I want to start with you, Tony. What were your thoughts on LeBron winning his fourth ring? Um, I wasn't shocked, you know, at all. Um, I think you made a good point that because it's so unprecedented that a, you know, a 35-year-old, you know, player can lead a team uh, in the ways that he has um, to an NBA championship, um, but still, it wasn't surprising at all, even though, you know, throughout the years, uh, especially, you know, maybe the last five or six years, uh, people have been wanting to crown somebody else or look for somebody else to go to as the, the best player in the world right now. And they all fall short. Uh, we tried giving it to Steph. I tried giving it to Steph uh, and that didn't work. Uh, they tried to give it to Kawhi Leonard. That didn't work. I mean, they've tried so many other players uh, during his run. Um, as the best player in the world, and they've all fallen short. Um, and yeah, LeBron has had his, you know, his downfalls uh, and his um, shortcomings uh, in the playoffs and stuff like that. But he simply cannot be denied. Uh, and if people are still, you know, wanting to, you know, not like what he's done, they're really doing themselves a disservice uh, from enjoying something that once he retires, it, it's gone. That's it. Like, mm -hmm. we've been so fortunate to kind of have Jordan and kind of LeBron basically almost the year, the final years of Michael Jordan in Washington. LeBron is about to come on the scene in 03. Uh, we were really fortunate. But if you look at – I mean, there's a lot of great players in the NBA right now. There's a lot of great young talent. But there is nothing like that coming after LeBron. And people are going to miss it once it's done. To see that type of dominance, to see that type – uh, of of talent um, just kind of ravage and take over the league for, for as long as he has, people are going to be like, man, I kind of miss LeBron and what he was doing. Uh, we all need that point person. Michael Jordan was the point person uh, for, for many years. Then LeBron was the point guy. Um, who's going to be that guy? I just don't see it, a one person to dominate the league like that, uh, at least not yet. So that, that's kind of all the thoughts that I had once uh, LeBron uh, won the championship. No, same here. There's nobody to me that is his successor. I think uh, Steph has a good shot, but to carry the full weight of the league, I don't just see it, right? I got to address this comment. Uh, Michael Simpson goes on to say, call me when LeBron puts up 54 points in regulation as the member of a number eight seed against a number one seed and had five future Hall of Famers. Okay, so obviously he's talking about the Boston Celtics series. Uh, LeBron has been an eighth seed before. Um, he has been a fifth seed before. Remind you who he beat in 2007 to go to the NBA Finals the first the first time. Let's talk about it. The Boston has their Hall of Famers can't compare to Golden State Hall of Famers outside of Larry Bird, everybody else. Yeah, Kevin McHale, great. Is he a Clay Thompson? No. Steph Curry? Definitely not. Kevin Durant? Not even close. And LeBron almost took them down. He took them down without KD. They had to add KD, which is like adding steroids to Barry Bonds. And that's how they beat him. It took four real Hall of Famers 
to take down one king. Naaman, I'm on to you. What were your thoughts about King James as he conquered the fourth dimension? You just disrespected the Baltimore Celtics, man? I disrespect everything that's not LeBron. <laughs> seriously? You, seriously? So Clay Thompson's career is better than Kevin McHale's right now at this present moment? Yes. Okay. All right. I, I know. So you must be five years old. So let me go ahead. LeBron has earned my respect. I'm a Lakers fan, so I had an opportunity to look at him from a different angle. So he has definitely earned my respect. And I wanted him to win the championship, but I did know what was coming behind it of who is the greatest player of all time. So I respect, you know, the LeBron fans because there are many of you guys and I respect him highly, but I still don't consider him being the GOAT. That's sad. That's sad. Well, let's let's take it here. What will it take, Naaman, for you to place him in that conversation? For me, you know, I, I love LeBron, but if you still want to give to Michael, I'm only okay with it for one more ring. After he gets to five, I don't even want to hear Mike's name, right? I don't want to see the last dance after he gets to five. He doesn't have to get to six. He just has to get to five. Why, I think doesn't, five why doesn't he have to get to six? Because LeBron's championships are harder won they're more difficult than Michael Jordan's championships. I'll be the first one to say Michael didn't beat anybody but Magic. That's the only Hall of Famer he beat in the finals. Everybody else was Charles Barkley. Oh, I, maybe Charles. I mean, Charles is kind of like a hodgepodge between uh, Draymond Green and, you know, Zion Williams. But his team was trash, right? Outside of Magic's Lakers, Mike didn't beat anybody. I will go on record and say that LeBron has taken down the dynastic Spurs. LeBron has taken down the dynastic Warriors. LeBron has taken down the dynastic Pistons. Okay, Mike did it too. But Mike had help. LeBron beat the Pistons with the guy named Booby. I don't even know where Daniel Gibson is right now. That's how fantastic LeBron James is. Name it. What will it take for you to supplant MJ? Okay, listen here, Max. This is one of the problems that you have. You always want to change the narrative of something. And for the record, the L.A. Lakers were the worst team that Jordan beat because of injuries, okay? So go ahead and check your facts on that, okay? So the – the and you and you said something that is ridiculous. It was the number one um, argument against LeBron. You said he didn't have any help. When the man went to go and get help, how dare you say he didn't have no help? I'm talking about the 2007. I'm not talking about the Miami years. We he had help in Miami. We talking about the GOAT conversation, so apparently we talking about careers. Correct? We're talking – and a whole range, we're talking about careers. Welcome to the show. Also, I have another Kobe hater. He's in the hoodie, uh, Roger Christopher Walls. Uh, and Kobe lover, he's oh, yeah, Kobe lover, right? LeBron hater, my bad. I was hoping that you were converted and God had worked on you, but I just got done asking, naming what will it take, Roger? What will it take to supplant MJ as the official goat? Uh, at this point, there's nothing you can do. 
How? Why not? That, that ship sailed. When? Six and zero. Oh. Soon as Against he lost his first chip. Against as LeBron, no, as soon as LeBron lost his first chip, that ship sailed, in my opinion. But that goes for against anybody. So if we, if this if this conversation was about Kobe, I would say the same thing. Just to be fair, I, I, and I think and I think what Mike did in the amount of time that he did it at is uncomparable. I really do, and that's my about, opinion. Everything, championship stats, everything. You're talking about just the 13 years of the Bulls. Yeah, let's break down the 13 years, Tony. I'm gonna this to you. Let's analyze Mike's 13 years, okay? 80s, he was getting his tail whooped. Mm-hmm. And until Scott Maurice Pippen from mm-hmm. Central Arkansas joined the team, mm-hmm. Mike couldn't get out the first round. Mm-hmm. LeBron got out the first round with nobody averaging over 20. LeBron mm-hmm. got out the first round with uh, Z and Larry Hughes and Eric Snow, Donnell Marshall. People who, you know, second, third team sub players on 2K. You know what I'm saying? Like, LeBron got out the first round with a cast that is hard to name the top. It's hard to name them all. Jordan had a bona fide raw piece in Scott Maurice Pippen. Let's shift to the 90s. I give you, MJ and the Bulls dominated. But there was a young Miffian named Anthony Penny Hardaway. Him and Shaquille dethrone the Bulls for a year. Totally knocked them off. I don't want to hear it. Cody, 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 he can, but that, that's Mike coming back in the middle of the season, though. He was still that's playing really, baseball. He's still in athletic shape. No, baseball no. shape. That's a different baseball shape and basketball shape are completely different. Your muscle memory is different. That, no, that, that's a no. – What happened the next year, Cody? The next exactly. year, Mike didn't want to be there. That's what happened. What happened the next year, Cody? Magic beat themselves the next year. Okay. No, okay. they got whooped. The same people. Right, okay. Tony, the question was to you. Break down Mike's Mike's career in the 90s and and see how that stacks up against LeBron's. Um, You know, uh, I've been a part of this conversation a a bunch of different times. Uh, So here's how I kind of rationalize the two. Um, One, I think... Some people confuse greatest career versus who's the best basketball player. And I think those are two different conversations uh, that you can have um, because I, I think LeBron maybe have the greatest career, but in a straight up one-on-one who has mastered uh, the game, some people may take MJ. And I can't argue that down um, in terms of uh, mastering everything that goes into winning a basketball game. Um, another thing that when you look at Mike's career and here's why I give the, the, the edge to Jordan and I'm a LeBron, but I'm a LeBron fan. Here's how I give the edge to Jordan. Um, Michael stopped a lot of people from winning championships. Um, and in LeBron's reign and LeBron's run, um, there was quite a few people that have won championships. And I would say, you know, the level of play around the league may be, you know, a bit higher. You know, the math is different. People are taking more threes, taking advantage of that uh, in, in LeBron's era. But um, the way Jordan denied so many people rings, um, it, I think that has to be taken, you know, into account. Um, albeit those Warriors, that Warriors team is – 
if not the greatest, one of the, like the top three greatest teams of all time, simply unprecedented. But what, what's the name of this podcast? It is what it is. <laughs> it, it is what it is. I, I mean, that. look, it, it, that, that's what it was. Like, that's what you have to go through um, in order to get that, you know, that title, uh, if you want to be known as the GOAT. And I was a firm believer for a long time that, you know, LeBron was the, the great – he's certainly the greatest basketball player I've ever seen personally. Uh, but, again, the denial of rings for a lot of people that were very good basketball players. You're talking Reggie Miller, um, uh, Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley, some first ballot greatest 50 players of all time players uh, cannot get a ring because Michael Jordan was also – in their in his prime while they were in their prime. I I hear you. I I think think MJ's overall uh, lock on the NBA community was a bit tighter. I agree with that. Uh, I also don't think that the, the ones that he kept from winning can really place themselves in the same conversation as a Steph Curry. I'm sorry. I don't see a I don't see a Steph Curry equivalent in the 90s. I don't see a 45 foot range. I don't see the I don't see Tony, Tony, so, so okay I, I I get what you're talking about and I see what point this is this is the problem when it this is the biggest problem when it comes to uh comparing different NBA eras because the game is so different but you have to like you're telling me, if Reggie Miller wasn't a part of today's game, he wouldn't be playing the same style. I mean, no, he was playing in the '90s. Yeah, I mean, I, and so that's a that's a tough argument. But I actually want to propose a question to you, if you don't mind. Sure. What is it about LeBron fans that makes them so upset about him being number two of all time? Like well, Stephen A. said, I think it was yesterday or today. He said, "Why is that such an insult?" Why is number two out of all the players ever to come to the NBA? Why is that such an insult? Why is that such a hard pill to swallow? For example, I'm a Kobe fan, right? You know that. I'll take Kobe, Darius yeah. Soul over anybody. Right. But I know Kobe's not a top. I know he's not a top three player out of everybody. Kobe's probably realistically in most people's books is a top ten player of all time. Right. I'm okay with that though. He's still my guy though. But it's like for LeBron fans, they just won't let it go, and I, I just don't understand that. Here, so my question is, what, what, what is it? What is the insult about number two of all time? The the insult <laughs> is when you are a king, you shouldn't have to live uh, and be uh, evaluated amongst mere mortals, right? It's not that we're so anti number two. You know, I love Kobe Bryant. I, I was I liked him a lot, guy. So. Um, I think the, the the challenge for us, right, us LeBroners, is that when you see perfection in body, you see somebody 6'9", uh, 275 pounds, negative uh, 3% body fat, you know, 50-inch vertical, you see basically what you would create a player with. And, you know, you just wonder, why do people hate on this man so much? I see him coming into the league at 18, surpassing expectations. I see a man who off the court is, you know, basically flawless. I see somebody severely invested in the community. I see okay, every- okay. real quick. I think the like this is the thing. No one honestly 
and my, to me, no one was really legit hating on LeBron. I think the problem was initially is that they gave him his crown without him winning anything yet. I think that was a problem. I think they crowned LeBron too early. And by doing that, I think it, I think it put this extra expectation on him. And then when he didn't succeed the way people thought it would go, I, I think that's where the big disconnect was like, okay, we knew he was, you know, one of the top guys in the league, you know, from let's say his first year, you know, and, and beyond. But I think because they gave him that crown and it was so much expectation immediately when he didn't meet that expectation in the time frame that people anticipated, I think that's where people were like, okay, I, I'm tired of all this hype. I'm tired of this guy doing that. And then when he lost against Dallas, okay, it was really like the the uh, the asterisk mark on who he really is. I, I think that's what happened. Look, my- his, his loss against Dallas uh, is an asterisk. I do think they gave it to him too quickly. I say from 2011 up, he was the goal. Anything before then, I think it was Kobe's error. I don't think Kobe Bryant has been given his official respect as a basketball. Well, he, he never, he never will. And, he never will. Yeah, and I partly think it's because when people see Kobe, they automatically associate him with Shaq, right? So it's like, no, Shaq, you know. So his his legacy, unfortunately, is impacted by the greatness of Shaq, and that's unfair. I think well, that, that Cody, I I think too, that, that, that number one, and I'm going to speak for a lot of people, we have a problem with LeBron. It's because LeBron fans, it's so many of them that we feel like don't know the game, ain't never played the game. So we look at y'all as being extra soft. It's because the era that we playing right now is so soft. Even if you play pickup ball over the last 10 years it's changed soft so what Dang. we're saying is Steph Curry is the greatest shooter I ever seen right but if he would have tried to run through them screens in the 90s they would have ran right through him and put him in the stands a couple of times just to put something on his mind and Cody that basketball though it was basketball for us Y'all can say it's not basketball, but we watched this, and it was. When we played basketball, it was much a physical game. So for, for y'all to talk to us because it's a different era and because y'all younger than us, we would have put y'all on y'all tail. And I know y'all saying it's not basketball, but for us, it what? was. You just you see, just put on the paint, Tony. It was you meant that. Yeah, I don't, I don't I, see. I don't think. Every everybody of the older era agrees with that because look how people view those Detroit Piston championships. Yeah, they right. won a championship, but nobody respects the way they won that championship. Who you does? Know, because my, because Tony, because you live in Chicago. No, no, no I, like I don't, I don't have a connection to that era whatsoever. Who like, so who, who didn't respect the bad boy? We but, didn't like them. We didn't say we didn't respect them. But, but you know how they're. They they were back to back champion and should be respected as such. But if you act around the league and fans around the league, everybody universally did not like that team because they were not playing basketball. Uh, and Michael Jordan and and the, the the greatest of all time. We're talking about the the goat talk. That was Michael Jordan's issue. It, it, I mean, they weren't. He was a better basketball player than any one of those Detroit Pistons, and they weren't playing basketball. Right. So, Tony, can I say this? 
I think our eras is different. It's because your era, everybody who plays gets a trophy. My era, the only person who gets a trophy was the winners. So that's how that that's a difference in it. We didn't get participation trophies when I was growing up. And I'm just saying, if that's the way they figured out how to win, we got to respect them because Jordan had to beef up and he had to get mentally tougher to get past the Pistons. I'm just saying, if that's the way they found how to win two championships, much respect. We can't beat it, then they could. You know, you know, to name it, I think, I think honestly, if we could, if we could rewind the clock and talk to people who lived in Cleveland or talk to people that, you know, people outside of Chicago, and I had, to, I had to learn this too, like during that era, they didn't like Mike either because Mike was beating them. So it wasn't like you talking about, oh, LeBron got haters, LeBron got haters. Jordan had haters too. Yeah, not physically though. That was strictly skill-based. That was strictly right. because they cannot beat him at the game of basketball specifically. That's different. When you're talking about fighting, that is, that is, that is different. When you, I mean, you, you notice the, the, the goons are phased out of, of the league. You know, that, that was on purpose. That was with intention to phase that style of play out of the league because, one, it wasn't attractive. Two, it's not marketable. And three, how can you play – how can you protect uh, uh, your league if you got to worry about if you're going to if – you, if you have to suspend him for fighting – or if or if he uh, has to go to frequent trips at a hospital for concussions or or other things like that because that's not basketball. Like if we're just talking about the, the the game of basketball, that to me, at least to me, I don't think that was marketable. And they and David Stern made his made an intention to phase that out of the game, and that's why that, that that's why um, nobody really likes those Detroit Pistons teams. But and, they, I, and you're right. Well, so but basically, Tony, you proving my point. We're saying that Jordan played in the era where it was a price to pay. So I'm saying that Jordan had to deal with more physically. That's mm-hmm. my whole point. As far as Marvel liked it and, and was the ratings high, I, I'm sure you know all that, and I'm sure that you're right. But I'm talking about what you – y'all saying what he had to go through, the teams that he had to go through? Let, let me let me add in. Uh, my guest is here. He decided he asked could he be on just to chime in. I invited the the barber known as Sam Sam Patterson. Sam, who is the goat? Be honest. You said you asked who's the goat. Who's the goat? Michael Jordan, man. There it is. It's, Why? It's, and I'm, I'm gonna say like, I, man, we've been having these discussions, and for the last couple of days or whatever, because LeBron just won. And honestly, I feel like it's not even close as a lot of people say that, or at least think that it is, because of the fact that now LeBron's been there 10 times, but he got four. LeBron, I mean, MJ's record is unblemished, 6-0. and oh. Sam, who do you beat? Who did, who did Mike beat? Who did oh, Mike beat? Are you, are you always – okay. You got, you got Stockton and Malone. Stockton and Malone. That's twice. That's two people. So that's right. two people. That's, in, that's the first – that's one. Stockton that's and Malone. And and the Kevin. second person is number two all time in scoring, so we can't act like they scrubs. All right, well, I'm not. I'm not gonna allow y'all to act like them dudes are scrubs. I'm not saying it's scrubs. All I'm saying is take a deeper look into the analytics. Tell me that beating Tim Duncan and Kawhi Leonard, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili is not harder. LeBron, or- he lost him. He lost him. He lost him. Come on, once he beat him once as well. 
So, are hey. you proud of that? <laughs> I'm very happy. That was a dynastic team right there. I don't think Tom it, it's not look, can I bring something up real quick? You, you, you keep talking about who he beat. Dude, he lost to Dwight Howard's Magic. Okay. He did lose to Dwight. Jordan Look, lost to I'm, I'm, I'm almost sure. Like, that's the point, Roger. <laughs> I'm, I'm, the year I'm he, the year, sure okay, for example, remember, okay, remember that year they hyped up the uh, the Kobe and LeBron puppets or whatever? He's yeah. supposed to meet LeBron there. Yeah, guess who didn't show yeah. up? He yeah. was young, guys. People oh, now he's young. You say he was you have to develop. Anyway, let's get serious. Let's get serious. And, and Roger, I'll start with you. He was young. Let's let's get serious. Hold on, hold on, Sam. Let's get serious for a second. Um, what is next uh for the NBA as a whole? Uh they just ended a season and literally from preseason to the championship, it was a full year. They mm-hmm. still don't have a start date. Uh, I don't think the draft has been officially announced, right? Uh, what is next for the NBA? Is it just trying to get back to normal? Are we going back to a bubble situation? What does that look like in 2021, 2022? Um, so Adam Silver is a pretty progressive. Uh, see, I, I don't, you know, it's hard to say. I, I know they would love to get back to um, the old way. I don't see it happening next season. Um, I think maybe what they may try is, uh, Starting having starting to have a limited amount of fans, maybe there just to bring back you know some of that feel to it, but I don't see um, it going back to full capacity. But what I will comment on um, for the NBA, I feel like this year, um, even before we got to the bubble and everything, I, I I feel like the players themselves are. So it looks like the big three is gone for right now, right? We've got dynamic duos. And it looks, you know, the competition was a lot better this year, in my opinion. The games were better, better more competitive. Uh, playoff series seem to go one way or another. So I feel like in the fact of uh, how teams are being structured, I feel like we're going back to uh, uh, more competition now. I think the league is a little bit more wide open now. So I think that's a good move or we're in the right direction as far as that goes. But as far as going back to – um, you know, fans and the stadiums. Uh, I don't see that probably happen. I would say for another two, maybe even three years. But I think they'll gradually try to uh, bring people back, somewhat like the NFL is doing, um, having a very limited amount of people in the arena. Uh, but as far as the game of basketball, as far as the competition goes, I think we've. I think um, we'll have to see what Giannis does. But I think we're past the point of the super team of that one team that's you know just clearly dominant over everyone else. At least I hope. We're past that point because I actually really, I really enjoyed the playoffs. I enjoyed the competition this year, so I hope, um, I hope that uh, stays the way it is. And big shout out to Jimmy Butler for, yeah. Um, I mean, you want to talk about a guy that has heart? You talk. I mean, that he were that he were a perfect example of a group of guys who played together and proved you can go all the way, well, just about all the way, um, without having that. Uh, that really, really big superstar name. So I, I, I love that the Heat got there, and I hope more teams are encouraged by what they were able to do this year. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Naaman, what is next uh, for what I would call um, superstar development? Uh, I think Tony hit on it earlier. We LeBron is, is, is an old man, athletically speaking. Uh, year 17, he has a lot of miles on that body. If he decided to retire today, what do we have to look forward to? 
Oh, I think the NBA, personally, I think the NBA is in better shape than we can give them credit for. It's because we had a bubble without Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving. So I think that when you look at next year, if if Golden State trade that pick and get a decent player, they're going to be back to the team that everyone – I like Golden State, but most LeBron people hate so and that they'll be back being that team. And then you have Kevin Durant and Kyrie, as weird as they are, they both got tips on their shoulders to prove the league that you know that they're the best duo in the in the NBA. Giannis, of course, is trying to figure out where he's going to end up. And I'm 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 very intrigued. For me, I'm intrigued to see where Giannis is going to end up. I don't think he's going to stay in a small market. And if Giannis end up with a Golden State, a Houston, or something like that, it can flip the tables um, on everybody. In my, in my personal opinion, so I think that I think that we're good. And and LeBron um, going after the goat status is definitely he has he has to get another one. So in that, I think the NBA is in is in um, I think is in good hands. Awesome, awesome. Tony, does LeBron have to get another one? Can he just retire at four? My personal, I you know, I want to see LeBron play forever, right? But I don't want to watch my, my superstar get old. I just don't, right? Like, does he have to get five, six, seven, right? Can he just get one more at the most and be done with it? Well, um, I think he – at least needs to get five just so his own city doesn't disrespect him in LA. Uh, because they, I mean, the, the, the Kobe fans are, are crazy and <laughs> they are a whole nother level. That's a whole <laughs> different breed of fans right there. And, uh, they love Kobe. Um, and so it, it, at least he needs to get five just so he can be equal, you know, to Kobe and in, in Kobe's fans eyes. But yeah, I think, um, you know what? You know, I, let me go back to something that uh, was mentioned earlier. I think you asked a question about, or or uh, Roger asked a question about, what is it about, you know, LeBron fans? Um, and I think LeBron feels it to a small degree, too, is, yeah, LeBron was my, probably, you know, crowned a little bit too early. Uh, but fans, they were looking for the next Jordan. Like, everybody was. Every team was trying to find their version of him. Um, he was the gold standard. And LeBron seemed like he was going to be that standard. And I think he's lived up to uh, a lot of that. Um, and I think he, you know, he feels a little bit of that, that it didn't seem like the big MJ fans uh, would even open the door for a possibility of a person that could be better than Jordan. And obviously, I mean, as time goes on, you you would assume somebody can, can you know, overtake Jordan in the masses uh, eyes where everybody's like, yeah, he, he, I think he got one. But it seemed like maybe LeBron came a little bit too early to allow Jordan fans to rationalize that, yeah, maybe he could be that. And to LeBron fans, maybe that's the big issue, the big fight. Um, but I think winning, you know, as long as he keeps – and the crazy thing about it, it looks like he's not slowing down. Right. Um, like it, this could be a thing for at least five years. And especially if he moves his game more to a facilitator, 
where mm-hmm. Anthony Davis becomes kind of like the premier scorer, but LeBron is still the initiator of offense, and he's the leader of that group. Um, we, we're talking about may, maybe another another three-peat, possibly, um, if he can stay healthy. Uh, and that, I mean, that we can talk about, we can rehash this conversation, you know, if that happens, because then I don't think it's a question that you have to put him in the Jordan range then. Uh, but right now, he's not at, he's not at, and unfortunately for some people, that num- that six looms heavy uh, for a lot of fans out there. So um, if he's if he's not in the range of five, five or six, I think it's going to be tough to get the masses uh, involved in in accepting that LeBron may be better or at just as good as Jordan. Awesome, awesome, Sam. I'm throwing this to you. I'm switching it up because on it is what it is. You know, right now we're kind of freestyling, so you know it's a bonus episode. Uh, my man Dak Prescott. Um, un, had an unfortunate injury. You know, first of all, prayers go to Dak. Uh, I wish him a speedy recovery. I did not, you know, want to see him go down. Uh, but you know, Dallas has been exposed, right? And I don't know, or nor do I think Andy Dalton uh, is the solution. What do the Cowboys do? There are quarterbacks out there like Colin Kaepernick. They did not sign that five-year deal. He has a franchise tag. So they have the cap. What should Dallas do? Honest answer, I, I think they stay packed. I think they paid Andy Dalton. I think he's, don't quote me on this, but I think he's the highest paid backup QB in the league. So I'm pretty sure that Dallas, as a team, stays packed. And they just, you know, going to let um, Andy Dalton play it out. I personally would love to see someone like Cap get at least a look at, you know, we had that film, what was that, sometime earlier this year, or maybe it was sometime last year where uh, he went and worked out and had a couple of teams come and look at him. So, that actually would be awesome. It was definitely sad to see that go. I saw as soon as he planted that up lot, uh, and it rolled over, I'm like, man, yeah, that's, oh, that's, that's pretty much the season. Um, but Dallas, honestly, they're lucky to be in the division that they're in. Um, they could actually probably still win it um, with Washington and what is it, the Giants, and I want to say the Eagles. Right? Yeah. And out of all those teams, they still might be the best team in that division. So they could actually still make a playoff run without possibly their best player and their leader and their quarterback in that. Um, but, yeah, answer the question, absolutely. I think they keep Andy Dalton. They're going to let him, you know, this will probably be the best team he's ever had, too, as a QB. For him being in his older years, as far as weapons are concerned, it's a lot of guys he has to throw the ball. He has a decent offensive line. you got a stud as a running back. They can actually make a little bit of noise. And my, 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 the worst thing that probably happened was that dad got hurt and he didn't get his money. Right. That, 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 that hurt me even when that was one of the first things I thought about. The first thing I thought about was my fantasy team. I know that's a little selfish because I definitely have <laughs> Dak is my starter quarterback. And I've been killing them. Like, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> but other than that, I was like, man, they didn't pay my man. I felt like, I felt like he was going out there. He was going hard, man. He had three, I want to say it was three straight games with over 475 passing yards. Yeah. 
how do you not pay that man? It's guys that's not doing that over they're not giving 475 yards over two games. Right. And he had that per game. So yeah, man, Dallas, like I said, they're they're pretty much they're gonna stay packed for sure. I don't see them signing anyone. Now and don't get hurt then, then you, you know that it's it's all she wrote after that. You you gotta do something. That's but, true. But um it's some it's some other guy. Look, it's some jobs available. Um, I know you didn't mention the Bears. I'm about to. The Bears questions coming up to my man Naaman. Naaman is Nick Foles the answer going forward, or should we just uh, hope for the best? No, he's not. No, not 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 at all. Matter of fact, his arm is worse than Tom Brady's. I looked at the other day. That's what I saw. Maybe Tony can help me with that. But some of those look like some of them lollipops he threw up there was looking terrible to me. Um, I know he's a great guy. I can tell that the, um, the locker room likes him. I, I will give him that. But um, passing up on Cam Newton, uh, I think that that's just something that, you know, I know we was all in the back of our head. Just like I, even though Cam was supposed to be hurt at the time, I'm like, and then we the amount of money that Nick is making, you know, so that's kind of like, but I do want to say something about Dak, and I, I gotta be done. I am upset that he didn't hold out. Hmm. I if 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 Ezekiel uh he can hold out and and go to Tijuana and get high and, and whatever and, and still get his money, and you got you know Dak being the, the choir boy and the team player, I have a problem with that, you know, and I know he had a I think they had a five-year deal on the table, and he wanted four. I'm just saying hold out and then get that. Hold out and then get that because I think that a lot of, uh, especially African-Americans, have learned um, in this with, with him that you just, just hold out. Hold out for a little while. You got an agent that's supposed to hold you down anyway in them times. Hold out and, and actually get your get your money. That broke my heart, man. That broke my heart. Awesome, awesome. Roger, are we witnessing the best uh, from Russell Wilson? Is he this year's MVP, or or have we just overlooked how great uh, this quarterback is? So I love what Wilson is doing. Um, However, if I had to choose an MVP right now, my no. personal MVP would be Aaron Rodgers. Don't 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 hate me. I know it's a piece of Packer, but as Stephen A. says, Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. So what what Wilson is doing is, is great. Um, Russell is uh, as great as he is even right now in the in this season. That he's having this right now. I still think he's underrated. Um, this is definitely the best we've seen him. Um, as I said, Russell Wilson has been unleashed. Um, what he can do inside the pocket, outside the pocket. I mean, his 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 accuracy, his intelligence, just knowing you know where to look. Russell, I love 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 what Russell Wilson is doing. Honestly, like I'm not a big Seahawks fan, but because of him, I'm rooting for the Seahawks. I would love to see Russell Wilson get an MVP. He's never had an MVP consideration, which is kind of crazy. But uh, now what Wilson is doing is unbelievable. I, I mean, looking at his size. Like everything he reminds me of a of a mobile Drew Brees. I mean, that's what he is. He's a small guy. He's smart, great accuracy, big arm. Um, but like I said, if I had to pick an MVP right now, um, I would go with I would Batman, go with Aaron. Bad man, Aaron. Rodgers. I like Aaron. I um, not a Packers guy, but I do like Aaron Rodgers. I've seen this man. Yeah, 
beat the Bears in one leg. No, of so course it, not. Of course I thought not. that was the most thing. Anyway, Tony, <laughs> question to you. Um, Sox had a disappointing postseason in the playoffs. Um, they were supposed to go further, in my opinion. Um, it, it seems like Chicago baseball has taken a shift back about 10 years. I think they have a young team, but then they have a developing team. But it's like we just can't make that next level, right? Why not? Why can't we get a big hitter like a Aaron Judge? Or, you know, why, why can't we get uh, the, the Andrew McCutcheons of the world and, and these just superstar talents? What is wrong with our baseball in Chicago? Uh, nothing. <laughs> and I think Rick Hahn agrees with you that it's time that uh, the White Sox – uh, take a step forward, but uh, wide scope. You mentioned Chicago baseball in general. Um, Cubs won a World Series only, you know, a couple of years ago. Um, I think they were riding high a little bit, um, but management mismanaged. Um, Theo Epstein and, and Jed Hoyer, their predictions for certain players didn't go as planned, um, and the players that they choose they chose to trade or to let go. Um, end up working out in other places, but the players that they decided to keep didn't really produce uh, as much. I'm talking about, you know, Albert Almora. Uh, he didn't, I mean, they had to relegate him to uh, the minors after a while. Um, Chris Bryant, and I love Chris Bryant. He's a great player, but he's been hurt. He's been hurt uh, since they won the championship. Um, they've been having pitching issues. Uh, so it seems like everything that could have gone wrong after they won the championship did go wrong uh, after he won the championship. Kyle Schwarber hasn't turned into what they thought was going to be Babe Ruth. That's why they didn't trade him uh, to to the Yankees. They gave up Gleyber Torres uh, for Araldis Chapman, uh, and now the Yankees have Araldis Chapman, and Gleyber Torres is a beast. Um, so uh, they, they got to answer a lot up there, uh, the answer for a lot up there on the north side. And on the south side, um, there should be a lot of optimism if you're a Sox fan. Um, you, you said they, uh, why can't they have, you know, these big hitters, uh, and Aaron judge, they do, <laughs> they got Yohan Moncada. Uh, they got, uh, probably the, who I think should win the, uh, win the AL MVP, Jose Abreu. They got Tim Anderson. They got some stars on the South side and they recently fired their manager, uh, Ricky Renteria and got rid of their, uh, pitching coach, Don Cooper. Uh, all that was because Rick Hahn feels like this team is championship ready right now. Uh, and he's got all those guys. I mean, Eloy Mendez, all those guys are locked up for the next five to six years of their primes. So he has a window now to win and he can't just wait around for Ricky Renteria uh, to get it right because he's never been there before. They're, when it comes to taking advantage of a window, now's the time to win. So, um, the trajectories for both teams are kind of doing this where the Cubs are, you know, on their way down a bit uh, and they're about to start their rebuild. But the White Sox, they're about to shoot up depending on, you know, how they, you know, prep this team uh, going forward for the next few years. So um, if you're not on the White Sox bandwagon, I think you should join uh, right about now because one, they got some fun and entertaining players um, that I think people in the world of baseball will really enjoy. Uh, and they're about to do a lot of winning. They're about to do a lot of winning. And uh, I think it's going to be fun next season. Awesome. All right. Last question. One minute. 
curveball question you guys have seen this coming. But since we're talking about the GOAT talk, let's take it to boxing. In my opinion, and I'll just say here, Floyd Mayweather is the GOAT when it comes to boxing. I used to think it was Ali. I love Ali. But after really watching Floyd and listening to him, when it comes to in the ring, I'm not talking about out the ring, cultural effect. I'm talking about in the ring. Floyd gets it done. 50-0. and 0, The man is flawless. Tony, who's the GOAT in boxing? Um, I don't have a lot of history on boxing, but I know a lot of names. I enjoy boxing. I like watching it. But um, for me, I think pound for pound, man, Floyd, man, that dude, tech, technically wise, like, I mean, he doesn't, I mean, now he does benefit from an era where people, the athletes are not participating in boxing, you know, like they're, they're playing the people in his, you know, weight class, they're, they're out there being cornerbacks or safeties or point guards uh, in the NBA right now. They're, that's what the popular sports are where in Ali's time um, or for a long stretch, a lot of our better athletes, our LeBron James type athletes were going to boxing uh, in that era. But uh, I, I think I'm going to lean Floyd just because one, I've seen it, uh, all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, I, he just dominated the era. I mentioned Jordan preventing a lot of people from winning. Nobody has beaten Floyd ever. Uh, and, and and has become – there were a couple that were, you know, some realistic challengers. But overall, um, I mean, his his dominance over the, the boxing world is something that, you know, we rarely get to see. So I'm glad I got to see it. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave you. Awesome. Sam, go in the ring. I'm going with Floyd. Who are you taking? I, I can't disagree at all. I'm, I'm not even going to attempt to try to name any – boxers, anything like that. My history is very slim. But we all, at least in our age group, everyone looks to be around the same age. We've all at least got to see Floyd pretty much just dominate that sport. There's really no I don't want to say it's no discussion, but if we want if we if we're gonna talk championships and golden unblemished records he has one. How can I not say? How can I say Jordan is the goat because he won six and zero, and then say Floyd's not because of the competition or because of the style or anything like that when he has not been beaten? I'm I'm the champ until you beat me, right? No one beat me. You know, my only other take would be my personal would be like like I would like to say like Tyson. You know, I like you know I I used to watch Tyson films like. I still, from time to time, go on YouTube and watch Mike Tyson just because he just knocked people out. And you're just amazed, like, Jesus, this dude is shooting. Even at his age now, talking about coming back, I saw some of the things he said. And I was like, Lord, at his age now, I still wouldn't want to fight Tyson. Right. But other than that, I, I, I'm going to pick Floyd. Awesome. Naaman, I know you saw uh, it live, uh, Floyd Patterson um, uh, versus uh, Sonny Liston in 58. Uh, so I want to ask you this: uh, Who is the goat in the ring? Listen here, Jay Williams. I hate how you always change the narrative, man. When it comes down to LeBron and Jordan, you say Jordan ain't beat nobody. 
Right. Well, you pick Floyd Mayweather. He beat everybody. Who are they? He beat Sugar Shane. Come on. He beat, he beat Arturo Gotti. Come on. Arturo Gotti is terrible. He beat, he beat uh, Pacquiao. At seven years old. <laughs> he, uh, he beat um, uh, Tony James. Okay. I'm, see, see, Tony, I'm done now. Just because he said that name. What I'm saying is Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali, everything he had to go through as a man at that time, and we're talking about eras, y'all, for real, what the man had to go through and what he gave up in his career, there's nobody greater. There's nobody greater. And, 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 and Cody, you can't change the narrative of who somebody beat in one sport, and then we come to boxing, it don't matter no more. I mean, it matters, but, like, I, I, I just think that point is irrelevant. Here's why I think that point is irrelevant. Please tell me. I, I think, you know, Ali is fantastic. I think his narrative is better. But when I look at in the ring, like, I just think, I mean, my my fight, I think Ali against all three Frazier fights and the Foreman fight, those to me are his four main fights, right? I think you could come up with four fights out of Floyd's entire career. They might not be the Frazier three, especially Thriller Manila, but I think Floyd is a better boxer at the end of the day. He fought Conor McGregor, y'all. Conor McGregor. <laughs> y'all fool. Conor McGregor. You ain't missing his name, do you? He's a And don't get me wrong. Floyd's top five to me, y'all. But when you're talking about who he beat, come on, Cole. You can't see the narrative. I mean, you know. <laughs> I, I believe it. Ali didn't fight for him in that second time. There's a reason for that. I'll just say that. Okay. All right. <laughs> Roger, who's the GOAT of the ring? So I can't give you a GOAT, but I'm going to tell you who the most underrated, most disrespected fighter is of all time, in my opinion. And it's a man you just named, George Foreman. Yeah. I can't give you – I would have to really do it. I really, really think about as far as who I would pick as a GOAT. But I think one of the most underrated boxers of all time is George Foreman. I think he's 76 and five, something like that, something crazy like that. And if it wasn't for Muhammad Ali's brilliance in the ring, he would have beat Ali. So to me, the most underrated, I, I always, when it comes to boxing, I, I always bring up Foreman because I feel like he never gets the respect um, that he, he should. I mean, the way he knocked around freight, like, come on, man. I think George Foreman is one of the best boxers of all time but as far as a goat i really have to do some digging on that one and really do some analyzing um because as Naaman said some of the fights that floyd has had um i didn't say questionable but you know as far as biggest fights and what he's you know what he's gone through and the whole narrative around it i, I would have to look into it um so that that's a tough one of course like sam said everybody loves tyson i still love tyson i get hype watching tyson practice now by the way i heard the roy jones jr fight was uh pushed back because he's not, he's not ready, so I don't, I don't think that's gonna happen. Honestly, if you say, if you sent me a video and I saw what Mike was doing, but no, I'm good. Right. <laughs> so. I, I like I like Mike Tyson. Mike Mike yeah. Tyson is he's that and guy. The, the crazy part is like if you listen to that uh, that podcast he had, I think it was with uh, who was it Sugar Ray Leonard? I think he talked to maybe I believe. He's about a hot box. Maybe I, I, I'm yeah. not sure. I want to see some all clips of it, but. Like fighting, it, it it's it's who Mike Tyson is. 
You know what I mean? And that's what makes him such a scary opponent. He he actually, when he was describing it, he began to cry because it just, it makes him that emotional. So, <laughs> which, which is scary. But yeah, for a GOAT, I, I'd have to do some digging on that one. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who I pick. But like I said, most underrated fighter to me and most but it's overlooked very often when it when it when it comes down to uh, talking about you know the best boxers of all time and you know even you know, throw in somebody's record I think George Foreman is is extremely underrated he he, he whooped the light cats and people didn't people didn't want to fight George so name I like. name I, I just gotta mention like I don't like the disrespect of his you know of his opponents <laughs> Floyd um, I, I have to be reminded I just looked it up. Um, Information has a has a list ranking all of his fifty wins. Um, he fought everybody. Like he didn't he didn't miss. Like everybody that was he fought everybody. Now you can question the overall boxing talent. Like you know I said before that you know a lot of our main athletes have played more popular sports um, as time goes by. But he fought everybody. And he I mean there's some names on this list that you know are, are, aren't you know aren't nothing to sneeze at. Um, yeah, he, he fought, uh, you know, Manny Pacquiao, he fought Zab Judah. Yeah. Um, he, he fought, uh, Luis. He did fight De La Hoya. He, he fought De La Hoya. He fought Canelo Alvarez. Um, he fought, uh, Maidana. He fought Miguel Cotto. Like, I mean, he fought everybody he was supposed to fight and beat him. So, and it wasn't, you know, with split decisions, like he was beating these dudes. So yeah, I don't want to disrespect Floyd Floyd's opponents. He fought everybody he was supposed to fight. It's just the I mean, if you if you want to question anything, you can question the overall box boxing landscape because of the lack of athletes in it. And that's definitely and that's definitely what I'm doing. And I'm a Floyd, I'm a Floyd fan. But my problem is is with our host, is when he's always changing the narrative of competition. And I will not allow him to get away with that. I'm not going. Uh, it is what it is. You can change the narrative. I want to thank all my guests. It has been an amazing time. Look, next week's episode, I have the evangelist Chris Ann Fears. We're going to be displaying some of her latest projects. I'm super excited about that episode. Then I got the rapper known as Schaefer Jones out of Chicago. He's on Tuesday. It's going down. I got some great episodes in the pipeline, some stuff that I really think uh, will tickle your fancy. So I'm looking forward to this. Hey, Naomi, where can they connect with you? What are you doing? Oh man, you know me. Um, you can look at look at me at uh, my um, Facebook page at Naming Williams, or you can look me up at namingwilliams.com or and uh, Brother Life. That's where I'm at. Awesome. Naming said he's gonna invite me over there to preach one of these days. Raj, <laughs> Raj, where can they connect with you? Um, don't connect with me if you don't if you don't like cars because that's all I that's all I talk about and all I share on my Facebook page right. uh, or Instagram. My Instagram is Roger that that's true. That's true. He loves all foreign imports, Lambos, yeah. Ferrari. That's that's the wrong narrative. <laughs> Tony, where can they connect with you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at the Tony Gill and on Instagram at the Tony Gill. Talk sports, talk about life, all that stuff. Just uh, connect with me there. Awesome. And Sam, the man. We still got to get that unit, man. I'm ready for you, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! Where can they connect you, my man? Oh man, so uh, Facebook at Sam Patterson, um, also uh, Instagram and um, Twitter at SJP um, nineteen eighty eight. 
Um, what's name going to the shop? I'm right on um, 82nd and King Drive. I come fade y'all love real quick. Awesome, awesome. I'm well, almost ready for you, Cody, when you're ready for it. Hey, I'm ready. You know, I'm ready. I'm about to change it up. I'm about to get rid of this bald head. Y'all going to see me, boy. It's going to be different. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to it. I appreciate all my guests. Till next time, guys. Thanks.